When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide. Hello one and all, it's me, Russell, here with the latest podcast, but not alone. I've got my old friend Peter back. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ, have you missed me? Oh, missed you, missed you. <laughs> And here we are on the train to the football, but not to the Albion today. No. We're on a, North, uh, a non-league special away day trip. Well, away day in terms of where we live in London. Yeah. A home match for the team we're going to see, which is Worthing, who yeah. are taking on Hornchurch today. Three o'clock kickoff Game on Saturday. Game of the day. I'm not sure. What is this uh, scenario? Three o'clock on Saturday. Do I don't you know. That? It's something that used to happen in the old days, I think, that I, saw, I heard about like 20 years ago or something, yeah. but it seems to have gone off the radar a bit. Amazing concepts. Yeah. Um, do you think it can catch on? No, I think, it was, I think it's probably after today, where they'll go back <laughs> to Thursday at midnight kicking off. <laughs> That'll be the next one. Honestly, that we're laughing now. That can actually happen for the hour. Just, just for the, you know, the, the TV rights in, you know. <laughs> Saudi Arabia or something <laughs> to well, get the right timing we're, we're on the train we're doing a non-league special and we are going to talk a little bit about the Albion as well excuse any announcements to come up while we're talking yeah. um, Peter we haven't had you on for a couple of weeks obviously because you've been busy away lots going on you missed quite a few of the recent games so I know you weren't at the matches but general um, opinions on the recent two games the, the games against our friends from London Crystal Palace and our other friends from London Chelsea both, both very good from the sound of it. And I saw the second half of the Chelsea game, but yeah, I didn't even see the Palace game. I yeah. just saw the highlights afterwards. But both games looked like we were well on top for a long periods and kind of, you know, and kind of and had the better of the game, but then just couldn't score in some ways. And yeah, second half against Chelsea, I was really impressed, except for a ten minute spell for about like seventy to eighty, where they looked they had us penned in a bit. I yeah. thought we looked really good, and um, yeah, Lamptey was brilliant. I thought defensively we were really good, really solid. Obviously, Byrne and Webster has been talked about, and Alzate, considering he hadn't started since. Burnley apparently in the first game of the season yeah. was superb I thought it looked really good and it's encouraging especially with you know potentially we all know Basuma might well be going next window probably not this one but the next one it's encouraging to see the players like Alzate are coming you know coming back into form and kind of and come in potentially and I really hope we can carry on the way we are that we can get to see Casado a couple of times in the league before the end of the season as well yeah. and give him a chance to see what he can do in league games yeah I mean certainly the performances have been very encouraging 
and I also think that the um, the atmosphere has been superb recently. Really, really good. Um, both those games. I mean, go just speaking a little bit on the Palace game. Just further reflections. I've been checking out as I want to do uh, the Palace podcast, and to be honest, the five-year plan one was actually pretty reasonable. What was satisfying about that was they acknowledged that we were the better side, yeah. and we have been by some distance. Um, and I think that their estimate of the game was pretty fair. Um, the other one, I won't mention their names because they're rubbish, and I, I do the listening so you guys don't have to. Um, what a bunch of dickheads on there. Um, one or two people may gave us credit for certain elements, but um, they were suggesting you've got to have respect for the club, uh, for the um, for the club, but not, no, what did they say? They're for the team, the quality of the team, but not for the club. The club deserves no respect. I think, well... Seems an odd thing to say. Yeah, very odd. Um, they seem to be in denial about a few things. Um, so you've got what I call the palace delusion going on uh, amongst them. And um, they are, yeah, not very magnanimous. They they also, they were hoping, wishing that Potter would go to Everton. This was their podcast just after yeah. Benitez got sacked. And um, they said, oh, I really hope he goes there. I really hope he crash and burns there as well. And I think, well, okay, well, eventually we will lose Potter. Um, it's good that they're wishing him to go. Yeah. It means he's doing the right thing. Um, but I mean, they, they, yeah, I mean, they're just unmagnanimous completely in, on that particular podcast. Uh, in contrast to five-year plan, which is all right. Um, so anyway, that, that was that on Palace. On the Chelsea game, and now Chibo, who we had on recently, sent me a message after we finished the match day special for Chelsea, and he said, "Can I come back on? I want to have a rant at that bleep Tuchel." <laughs> <laughs> um, Thomas Tuchel, or Tommy Tanker, as I call him, and other people call him various other things, um, is, uh, speaking of uh, lack of magnanimity, magnanimity um, he's um, graceless in defeat. Yes, he might have his issues with their schedule versus other title challengers, whatever. But against us in the post-match, um, he's come out, in my opinion, second best in both those games. Yeah. Now, Yes, they, they haven't been at their absolute best. They had injuries in match in the first game at Stamford Bridge. In this game at the Amex, they had, um, I think, four of their possible choices were missing. But they had a pretty strong squad. They, they were literally able to bring on Havertz, Werner and yeah. um, uh, Kovacic yeah. off the bench. Which and dwarf, had Pulisic, our over, and had Pulisic sitting on the bench the whole game. Yeah, That's like £200 million worth of talent. What does he want? To I mean, say? That's, that's, our, that's our whole squad, pretty much, yeah. isn't it? So, I think more than I think probably a lot more than those four. So you've got that. Like, you've got you've got the fact they're European champions and they've got a hardcore yeah. heavyweight squad, which is suitable for their ambitions yeah. and for their resource. Fair yeah. enough. But that is that's the point. You've got you you um, that, that Champions League winning team is such because they've got a big squad. Yeah. Those resources expand, and that's what it's there for uh, I, to be uh, able to cope with the season. That yeah, involves, exactly. Yes, more games. That's what they're expecting. Yeah, Their squad I'm, reflects that. I personally think that they've got, he's starting to feel the pressure. I think that he was given a big budget in the summer to spend on the basis that he would get much nearer to Chelsea and to Liverpool and City. Yeah. And while Liverpool aren't far clearer than Liverpool, City are now pulling away oh, and away yeah. are out of sight. And they, yeah. he's probably wondering whether he's going to keep his job despite. I mean, we've seen Chelsea sack Di Matteo mm. after he won the, the European Champions yeah. League. So you know, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he could be in danger at some yeah. point. And he's yeah, he's worried about his job basically, and he's taking that pressure out. He does seem to be like the least magnanimous against us as well. Yeah, like, it seems to irk him extra. You think we had a fully fit squad given what? I don't. I mean, as yeah, well. he can We've make. This like, is my other point. He can make all his complaints about the extra number of games. His squad's built to deal with that, 
and B, he could talk about having certain players out for this match. We had five, arguably six, first yeah. choices out of this game. That wasn't represented. Two, two of them him. through choice, obviously, but yeah, two through of. choice, yeah. Yes, you can, you can, Although that could also be to do with managing yeah. fatigue in the same in the way, same that, way that he, was, yeah. yeah. And he, you know, that's well, I think not, it was. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. A, yeah, they weren't yeah. dropped. It was. It was definitely I mean, a case of. You could say it's tactical. They probably in one wanted sense. to give Welbeck a start, maybe or something like that yeah. as well at some point. But I think it was. It was yeah. mainly just to give at, them both a rest. To, at best, it was tactical to, to completely yeah. throw him off because we had three by, games in a week. Yeah, exactly. We're managing our our. More yeah. modest squad based on our more modest means from our more modest yeah. earnings. And because of our That's more modest point. squad, Mope had to be you know, quite involved against West Brom, for example, whereas he would hope not to be. Exactly, yeah. So. We've had COVID issues, we've had injuries all season. Some we didn't get our game called off for COVID as well, for the one we wanted. Exactly. It's only yeah. when other teams wanted it so, called so off. So we're talking about preferential treatment. And on top of that, he, he's been um, unmagnanimous, and the media haven't reflected. Uh, neither has Tuchel no. that element the fact that we're missing those people as well and what he what he did, didn't mention funnily enough in an interview afterwards because I think probably he's told not to is that the only reason we played on on Tuesday was because they're going to the UAE for this World Club Championships if he's that bothered about his health of his squad and the safety of his squad surely they could pull out of that I mean I know it's like quite it's, it's, no one really regards it as an important tournament it's not you know exactly. it's, it's a bit of a joke really overall it's like it's not really the World Club Championship because it's got the champions from each continent and realistically the European one generally yeah. wins so it's not like it's a yeah. you know, if, if, if he's, he's that bothered yeah. then they should pull out of the UAE but they're not going to because that brings in a lot of money whereas Premier League games against yeah. teams like Brighton exactly. just don't really kind of and that money allows them to strengthen their squad yet again this is, this is the issue with it for me and the, the and of course no one asked him that they should have asked him that on Tuesday because it is relevant to the game because it's like well you only play this because you're in this tournament yeah exactly this is the point and he's not reflecting that it's pretty unfair for him not to do so I didn't see anything giving us credit really no. I mean he acknowledged we were we, we outdid them um, he kind of said yeah they did fine he, it was all about how they were yeah. in, a, in a weak position, and he wouldn't have, and he wouldn't have moaned about that if they just remembered to mark Webster and actually got the three points. Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't like you know they, it was yeah. tiredness that caused that. They just yeah. forgot to mark up yeah. one of our big men. And, and we, we've got a squad that's had to deal with issues through the season. Yeah, um, I think we've had a minimum of three or four out every all game, the time, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, we've had large, large swathes at the time. We've either had Welbeck, Lamptey, or Webster. Bissouma for various Bissouma reasons. Bissouma for various reasons. Um, yeah. We've had um, also Lallana, obviously. Wepu's not really been fit very much. Yeah, Wepu. Um, even people that we tried to bring in that look like yeah. a bonus. Well, we started the season. Like Samiento. We started. gets injured. We started the season without without Veltman and uh, Burn, didn't we? As well, there was, there was quite a lot of injuries. Yeah. Well, yeah. defenders early on, and Duncan Webster had no pre-season. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's like they're not the only team who's had issues and. And if you want... The difference is Potter gets on with it and just deals with it rather than moaning. Exactly. And what, what really bugged me is, um, I've been catching up with a load of podcasts the last couple of days. I don't bother with talk sport normally because it's a load of crap. However, the Hawksby and Jacob show is quite entertaining, so I listen to that pod, as a podcast and skip through the bits I'm not interested in. Andy Jacobs is a bit of a dick, to be honest. He's a Chelsea fan. Um, he's rankled me in the past when I've listened to him when we were a low league team. And I can't remember, there was some, some game or other, and he was very condescending of us just as a lower league team. Oh, I don't know about that stuff, who cares about that sort of thing. Um, in this game, he, he started the episode of the show immediately after, you know, after the, the day after the game. Um, 
with exactly the same arguments as Tuchel, saying that, oh, that is the case, you know, we have got this, we have got that, completely dismissively, yeah. quite arrogantly. I mean, there's, a, there's an element of humour to that show, so he, it's kind of part of his thing to be this neurotic but also snippy kind of guy. But it, it just bordered way beyond that yeah. into out-and-out arrogance and dismissiveness. And he thinks that Graham Potter's overrated. He threw that into the, his little pitchy terrain. So if you want to get wound up by anything, it's right at the beginning of the episode, three or four days ago. So Peter, I was just about to go on to other football matters and we got rather interrupted, didn't we, yeah. on the train? We suddenly appeared on the roadside. <laughs> yeah, we're now roadside. It's we our went... first roadside, uh, <laughs> yeah. roadside Ro- pod. Road pod, yeah. We um, literally pod on tour. We were on the train and we went past all the old sites. We went past Preston Park with Widdean Stadium. We went past Hove. We picked up some people with screaming kids. And that is predominantly why we had we, to stop recording. We didn't actually pick up them recording. personally. The train did. Yeah, the, tra- the train, the train picked up the kids. It's not that sort of way out. Yeah. <laughs> so just to summarise on, on a few other quick bits of football, um, there's been quite a bit of news. First of all... Um, well, let, well, let's go through the let's go let's go through my list here, Peter. There's a few bits just to quickly go through. Jackson has been signed at the Albion. We mentioned Shibo earlier. Shibo says this is a mate of his from school. He's been signed as the assistant goalkeeping coach, um, which is brilliant. Well done to him. Congratulations and good luck. Um, David Weir. There was rumours he might go to Everton. He has now confirmed he's not going to do that, which we already knew. But now there's been an announcement that he's been upgraded from development manager loans guy to... Is that his official job? Something like that. (laughs) To assistant technical director. So assistant to Dan Ashworth, which is interesting because Dan Ashworth's position is still in question after the Newcastle approach. Um, So you might see me assistant to no one. Yeah. I mean, is this... this, um, Pre-prep for him, for, for Ashworth leaving, what do you think? I imagine it's not necessarily prep for him to leave Ashworth leaving now, but it's prep for Ashworth leaving at some point, because he will, because people do, and it's kind of giving a, yeah, someone who maybe had an opportunity somewhere else, a reward for not taking the opportunity somewhere else. Yep. Probably. Yeah. 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 It doesn't mean Ashworth will leave now, and they probably will still get someone else in if Ashworth leaves now, but in the future it means that he'll be in a position to take that job on. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, Banley orders. We talked about Chelsea and we talked about Palace. There was invaders from both sides. There were, I mentioned the Palace podcast. They were quite scornful about our invader mocking them and then it came to nothing. But then they were quite praiseworthy of their guy doing the same thing. So oh, that was worth it. That was fine. Are you saying a football fan's a hypocrite? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. That, that's, yes, that's I am. the most insightful and the most like, <laughs> kind of unlikely thing I've ever heard. It's probably the most accurate thing, to be honest. <laughs> um, but anyway... Um, yes, it's all OK for our player to go and like, give it all in front of their fans. But, but when your player does it, it's like terrible. In terms of bandy orders, though... Which um, also is what Palace said last time about Mope giving it in front of their fans after Zaha are basically kind of taunted our fans after they exactly. scored. It's almost as if you're right, they are hypocrites. Well, as we walk up to Worthing Central Station's level crossing, where we may be for a few minutes, we I've have just a rock looked and roll at, Oh, we know how to live. Um, anyway, going on to other That's matters. That's the reason I came today. So, <laughs> the, the banning orders. So, I mean, the pitch invasions, things are getting out of control. There's a lot more flares, there's a lot more missiles. We were talking in the pub earlier. Even Venice has got like. <laughs> Battle at sea. Peter, battle at sea. If anyone wants to know what the hell we're talking about, 
just Google AC Milan Ultras and Venezia fans at sea. Uh, basically firing... Even it's not actually at sea, is it? It's like, isn't it well, canal? It can, no, it is at the sea. Though. It's kind of the sea. Um, they're firing fireworks at each other from different boats, do. which is brilliant. Hilarious. Paul Barber would not be impressed. He wouldn't, know. <laughs> but that sort of activity it is getting out of hand. It's becoming more predominant. Yeah. Um, there's an article on the BBC this week saying that, well, I think 47% increase in incidents. And the I think figures... it's like 47% people are invading the pitch. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> No, I mean, it's missile throwing, it's, um, it's instances yeah. of abuse, various other things. It's on the rise. I think a lot of it is coke-induced, if I may be so bold as to suggest. Do you think Coca-Cola is that bad? Yeah, I do, yeah. It's fizzy stuff. It, it, can, it can clean coins, I heard. But anyway, no, I mean the other coke, obviously. Um, there's definitely a... That's definitely on a banned substance of the Amex, isn't it? Definitely. I can't take a bottle top lid. Surely, surely coke's not Absolutely allowed. cannot. That's outrageous. <laughs> That's you a bad order can, right there. You can bring in Coke, but as long as you don't have a bottle top on the lid, <laughs> lid and like on top of the Coke in the bottle. As long as you don't sniff the fizzy, <laughs> fizzy drink, yeah. No, um, off of a certain form of <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but joking aside, it, things, incidents are on the rise. Disorder, attitudes change. It, it, it's a younger generation predominantly is causing this, they say, according to the stats. It's getting out of order, isn't it, really? Um, what can be done? I think only, only banning orders, but I mean, yeah, I think there's, there's different differentiations. It's we don't know who was banned after the Chelsea game, but obviously, if the guy who ran on a little bit and very slightly after the the goal is banned, it seems a bit pathetic. You know, it's like yeah. you just thought that sort of thing could deserve a warning and a. Yeah. I mean, the, a, the guy who, ba- who ran on and baited the Palace fans—that's going out. Yeah, that's. I mean, apart from and on the, his face, it's it's it's. Uh, simply the Palace fan one who did it the other way as well should yeah. be banned yeah. completely. There's no question about that. And apparently, they have been arrested yeah. and they will be banning orders. But, but it's the but but if the guy who celebrates a goal like that gets banned for like you know a few years of ban from the Amex, it just feels a bit ridiculous. It's like there was nothing flagrant. Yeah, it was just like it was a tiny bit into the pitch. It was there was no danger to anyone. He just was very was happy to see a score, and, and it feels like they are almost moving towards a thing where you have to just slightly politely applaud a goal and not actually yeah. celebrate it. You know, it's yeah, it's not it's not on, is it really? Um, it's a club of um, yeah. As obviously as with Tottenham tickets, as with there's this guy on Twitter who does some artwork around the Albion and all like that, and he's he's been banned from like some of his products from from really? online. It's, they do seem to be coming up doing a PR push the other way than most people, where they want to try and uh, try and alienate as many fans as possible. Yeah, especially and also with the whole you know kind of season ticket stuff as well. And it's not great, is it? Well, no. Moving on to other bad behaviour, Chelsea fans. Um, I know it was heavily policed the Palace game but Chelsea it's more free rolling and do what you want <laughs> so you do free just like yeah. do and chill out we went back to just Brighton. don't bring a bottle top in <laughs> exactly uh, we went back to Brian station there was some trouble at the station um, essentially did you cause it two, no I did not there were two or three people from either side it was a very small affair but there was there was a load of proffering and people pushing each other and fighting um, ugly stuff um, someone on Seagulls of London claiming that there was a couple of people throwing drinks and are trying to threaten to attack an 80 year old don't don't say about throwing drinks that will like get paul barber involved i know yeah yeah we don't want that um some some real dickhead supporters really we won't be allowed to vault tops outside the ground as well, absolutely <laughs> no that's great chelsea fans have gone down in my estimation even more they, i was gonna say is that, have they really yeah are they, were they not already pretty low no nah, well you know you know other news very quickly women on the slide as in the women's team <laughs> 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 yeah, I think you might have to edit that one, Russ. 
That's my notes. That's what it says. Does that mean men are on the rise then? <laughs> well, only, only sometimes. It depends what's going on around them. Men are going to take over. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. We're, we're, women's football, as in the Albion team. Yes, the Albion are dropping a little bit. They lost the Leicester last weekend. Into the bottom half of the table. We're not used to Albion teams being at the bottom half of the table, are we? But we wish them the best. On the other side, though, the youth team, without a number of players, beat Man City, oh, which was pretty Yeah, which is brilliant. How, how did we do yesterday, by the way? We had another game yesterday. Oh, the under-23s lost to Man United 2-1. Oh, OK. But not quite a strong team as well. They have Ferguson and Leonard and... Uh, Robert's all playing so yeah. suggesting that they're not on the bench tomorrow not too bad or maybe they thought two days was enough to recover I yeah um, other news Graham Potter's got Covid he's going to be missing today Billy Reed's taking tomorrow. over uh, tomorrow yes that's right as we record this Saturday um, someone on um, the radio said that Billy Reed is the nearest lookalike to Henry VIII I'm not quite sure about that I'm not sure a Scotsman would, would want to be compared with a flagrant arrogant chicken drum stick throwing wanker type of uh, English ruler of the nation but anyway there we go you do realise that your head would have been off in the old days for that you would have been off yeah just for saying that yeah um, Loans Longman Kadra he- Van Hecker the whole Blackburn game all three did well didn't they yeah I didn't see it but I heard they was like yeah it didn't I think Longman set up a couple of really good things. Yeah, um, but Heckup did well. Cab- Longman got two assists, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I think Cadras had four and eight or something, yeah. goals-wise. Um, speaking of loans, obviously Ostergaard's gone off for a second loan this season to Genoa. Yeah, I can't but Shevchenko's been sacked. I can't help feeling that's the end of uh, Ostergaard. Probably yeah. He's, he's gone backwards after a really good season of country last year. He's gone backwards. And we, it's not like we don't have a lot of centre-halves coming through. Van Heck seems to have gone above him, really, to be honest. And, and Shevchenko's been sacked, so he's not even going to the same manager that yeah. he was originally being loaned to, which is not And he played a good in there six more feet of Fiorentina the other day or something? Yeah, like. yeah, which is not great. Uh, the no, North... it's, it's not great as a centre-half to play in a six more feet. You probably yeah. don't get a chance to shine. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk about some more stuff. Uh, the ticket cock-up, Spurs-Albion cup match, North London derby, a few other bits we'll talk about afterwards. But um, any further thoughts about the games that have been and gone? No, I just like kind of, yeah, just doing really well. I mean, I, I think anyone who listens to this will know that I was a little bit concerned before Christmas and I felt possibly it was a little bit overrated by some people. And I can still think, I still think there's an argument towards that because they do seem to massively rate him in the media and yeah. more than maybe his, like, so far is yeah. achieving to deserve. But he's done a, we've done a really good, you know, had a really good Christmas period and we've done really well. And yeah. It's good to see us like moving up the league again. Well, Peter, as you speak, we're just arriving at the doorstep of the Brookstead. We're going in there. We're going to meet the Rebel Yell commentator, Peter and others. Stay tuned for more content coming up. Right, so I'm with Andy Bass. We've had a brilliant time. A bunch of us out for a few drinks. We're on the way to the ground. The others have gone on ahead. It's just us two <laughs> lagging behind for some reason. Um, we're about to go through the turnstiles. It's uh, Worthing against Hornchurch, who are a tough side. Upper mid-table, tricky game. Worthing pushing for the title and promotion. Uh, you've been coming to a few games down there, haven't you, this season? What's your thoughts on Worthing in general and for this game in particular? Um, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think, I think Worthing in the last two seasons have actually been quite dominant. Um, from, from my perspective, I don't think they've actually reached those high levels this season. I think the fact that they've managed to still be six points clear at the top is an absolute incredible achievement for the third year in a row yeah i think this is a team that works incredibly hard 
and they're grinding it they're grinding out the results rather than gliding out the results uh, and I think that this game against Hornchurch who are pushing for a playoff spot they could get into the playoff spots uh, if uh, if they win today will, will be a good will be a good one so I'm really I'm really looking forward to it I think it's going to be great Worthing fantastic place to come and watch football proper old school non-league football no frills it's just it's just about the football they play they play really well they play good good football in a in a nice stadium good fans uh, good atmosphere what more do you want it's, it's just absolutely fantastic and uh, yeah come on come on the rebels yes. come on the mackerel men come on let's up have it. the rebels up the mackerel men yeah. yeah and this is Andy Bass by the way in case you're wondering which Andy we're talking about <laughs> we've had a couple of drinks before the game just one or two uh, we met up with Peter Vale who does the match day commentary rebel yell live we're hoping to get him in uh, for a little bit of a chat after the game I might be on his thing as well at half time yeah. But in the meantime, let's see how it goes. I'm going to predict a 3-1 win, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. To, um, yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, 3-1 sounds pretty good 3-1. to me. 3-1 right. sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Okay, we we can pat ourselves on the back afterwards over yeah, this one. Hopefully, absolutely. yeah. <laughs> let's have that. Cheers. Right. So we're post-match. Worthing Hornchurch ended one all. It's a familiar scoreline for Brighton fans. I've come down to the Worthing game today and we got the same scoreline. And I'm with Peter Vale, who you may recognise from our podcast in the past. We've had him on already. He is the match day commentator for Worthing Games. Rebel Yell Live. He's also on a couple of podcasts. Peter tell us what those podcasts are yeah we do the Rebel Yell one which is uh, basically Worthing centric and yep. we also do the uh, premier non-league podcast where we talk about generally non-league football in, in general yep. it is a bit Worthing and South Shield central because of <laughs> centric because of the, the people we've got on the podcast but yeah it's a good listen we have a laugh and, yep. yeah. Yeah. brilliant and we've come down today I've, I've been to a couple of Worthing games recently competitive fixtures I went to the FA Trophy 3-0 win away at Hayes and Yadding uh, Worthing in general in the league the Ismian League Premier 7th level that's that's what we're talking about uh, they've, they've done pretty well this season they're top of the table they're flying high they're several points clear but they were probably expected to win this game and I say that on the basis of they're top of the table Hornchurch was always going to be quite difficult though, wasn't it? It ended up one all. Yeah. What's your take on that? Well, they've won seven in a row. So they came here full of confidence. Um, very, very well organised team. They were, they were very well organised. Yeah. Uh, bank of four, bank of five, stops us playing through the midfield. Uh, so we couldn't express ourselves like we usually do. And generally didn't get into our, our passing game. There was a couple of moments. Uh, there's a couple of chances first half. Um, but to go 1-0 up with a cracking goal from Jasper Pattenden. Yeah, great goal. Great goal. I almost yeah. saw it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was with you in the commentary box yeah. at that one moment. <laughs> I missed yeah. Anyway, apparently it was a good goal. Yeah. It, was, it, it was a great goal. Um, and then to, to lose it in the third minute of injury time. Yeah. Uh, you know, a defensive header flicks up 
flicks it up and drops straight to the A good forward. strike. It was a good, it was a great fair. strike. He took it well. But he was right in front of the goal. So yeah. even even my nan could have scored that and she's dead. You know, if <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those. Um, so a tough one to take. A few, a few fans have said it's... Um, it feels like we've lost today, in a way, because yeah. we, we've got a big game. There's a big game today. It's a big game Tuesday against Folkestone because they've got two games in hand on us. Um, so that and they're only a few points behind, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So it makes Tuesday even yeah. bigger now. Yeah. You know, I spoke to one of the players as he left the ground, and, and he said to me, "Well, it's a goal scorer, Jasper." He's, he's, he said to me, "He said he would have made Tuesday night easier, but now there's more pressure on Tuesday night." Yeah. To, yeah. to, 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 to get the to get the points basically. Yeah. So, so how it starts in the first half hour is going to be big on Tuesday now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we've got to start. We've got to start better than we did today. First half hour, um, I didn't yeah. think we 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 done anything. Um, and obviously we ch- we changed it a little, little bit. And then we had uh, two two headers, which you know another day those those would have gone in. Yeah. So we could have been tuning it up at half time, but it wasn't it wasn't to be and not but our day. For me, looking at the Ismian League, I've seen a few games now. I was at the uh, Enfield one Lewis four game a couple of a uh, week or two ago. This game, I've seen a couple of other worded games, a couple of other games in general. The pace, the intensity is amazing for this level. That's the first thing I would say. Secondly, it's it, that intensity must make it really difficult for teams with long-term ambitions who are trying to trying to be sensible, trying to ride things out bit by bit. They've got a lot to deal with there, haven't they? Yeah, def- def- definitely. And I think I think the thing is when you, when you look at this level, you, you think about us. We've had two players in two seasons yeah. go up, go up to professional level. Yeah. So it so it shows that you know the non-league is a, is a stepping stone to proper, proper league football, and, and and the quality is here. Yeah, the quality is here, and there's no reason why that, that can't continue. Yeah. So you know, I'd encourage anyone get down to your non-league club and you know have a support them, and even though you're a Brighton fan. No, no. Uh, <laughs> But it's brilliant crowds, isn't it? I, mean, I yeah. don't know what the figure was today. Thir- 1,300 today. 1,300. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And we're talking seventh level. So yeah. whatever you think about football, you're thinking seventh level, how much do you want to pay for that? And it's 12 quid yeah. to get in, adult price. There's a majority of them, I would say, were adults. Most of them, most of them. So that most people are willing to pay 12 quid for this standard of football. Yeah. I would say it's good value. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. Great totally banter. Agree. It's, it's brilliant. It's, it's lovely atmosphere. You've, I mean, we're in the clubhouse post-match here chatting. But pre-match and during the match, you can have a pint. You can be there with a pint. You can buy a pint yeah. in view of the pitch. You can walk back in view of the pitch to your mates in view of the pitch. Yeah. No problem at all. You could pop up and see your mates doing the commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we got you on, didn't we? we yeah, got you on. yeah. We, <laughs> I was on a shameless media tart uh, <laughs> with a beer in hand inside of the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Although you denied you had the beer. <laughs> oh, yes, I did, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't have that beer. That was a lie. <laughs> But anyway, we've had you on a couple of times before, PJ. It's been brilliant to have you on before. It's been brilliant to have you on now. Uh, I think the work you do and others do 
for any non-league club to any level is brilliant. I think you add spice to the occasion. I think you add impetus. You add that extra, you know, joie de vivre, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, obviously I I do what I do with the commentary and all the rest of it. Yeah. And I'm on a sports association as well. But without the sports association and the volunteers around the club, that... It, it wouldn't function the way it does. Yeah. So it's a shout out to the non-league volunteers as Absolutely. well who do an amazing job week in week out to, to, to make sure the club's running in the background. You know, we've all got little different jobs we do, like the people selling the golden gold tickets and yeah. bits and the programs, just to, just to raise money, raise money for the club. Because yeah. every club needs money to function. Absolutely. And, so and I think this club's run well enough to be able to benefit from that that's all that the clubs can do and up to, beyond that it's up to the fans isn't it uh, yeah, or totally. people like us to turn up and drink yeah. loads, loads of ale yeah. beyond come, yeah. come expected spend, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> come and spend your money come and spend your money yeah. down at Worthing not, not that we're drunks but uh, Peter no. we, if we come along we may have escalated your profits <laughs> or not your profits the clubs profits the clubs yeah. profits yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but we we were all for that. And as exactly. you saw, there was a good bit of banter going in the bar after between the Hornchurch fans and the yeah. fans. Well, that was interesting, by well, the way. Hornchurch thought they won the couples from it today. Yeah, I mean, because they, they finished the draw. They weren't particularly noisy, but they were okay. Then they got the late late equaliser. We walked past them on the way to the uh, the clubhouse bar, whatever you want to call it. Lots of noise, uh, and then about 15, 20 minutes later, in they popped. Making loads of songs. How was that taken by the home club in a bar? A home, it's a home bar, isn't it? Effectively, I'm sure away fans are welcome as long as they don't yeah. step on toes. So they come in celebrating a draw in that scenario. How was that taken? No, it's taken absolutely fine. You know, you know, it's it's non-league. We're we're all a family. Yeah, in non-league, and there's never any animosity. There might be sometimes when we play Bogner, as yeah. was shown on Tuesday night. But boo, Bogner, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> but but apart from that, um, generally any of any other club we get we get on really well with them. I mean, nothing happened. They came no, no, it was just a bit of chanting. There was no kicking off, by the way. Just to no. say, yeah, it was just it was just chanting a couple yeah. of songs between the Hornchurch and Murray fans. Like yeah. I say, I think they thought they won the the cup today. <laughs> Because yeah. they got a last minute equaliser, yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know that's um, football. There's been a lot of talk in recent weeks about the escalation of trouble at games, and I mean, they're, talk, they're talking about the top five leagues, so we're not talking about this level. Um, but ha- having said that, I mean people may have read those reports; they may not. However, either way round, two divisions below that, we're in the European League Premier. What's the vibe in this division? Is it, is it what you've just described? Is, is it generally a good vibe? No, it's generally a brilliant vibe. Are there, are there yeah. any issues? Like I say, the only issues we ever have is when we we Bogner. Yeah. Home and away, there has been there has been incidents, but any 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 other club that you know I've been following them four years now, um, I've never seen any animosity. Generally, all its fans real. We say where he played or, or, or whatever. There's, there's nothing, but obviously the Bogner's a local derby. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's not pretty, but apart from that, <laughs> apart from yeah. that, generally, it's always always good nature. Yeah. We've, we've been in other people's clubhouses 
and we've sang our songs. Yeah. We've never had any grief. Yeah. It's about so. charging at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, but obviously, and then, then sometimes you, what you've got, you've got fans who are who are banned yeah. from clubs like Premier Brian, League, Portsmouth, but, uh, that's yeah. it. and then. Uh, and, and they, they and find they their think, way to non-league exactly and yeah. then that, that, they can sometimes you, you'll find a bad apple occasionally um, but they're soon weeded out by the clubs you know we've we've had to ban a few people here yeah. for, the, for their behaviour but you shouldn't we weed them out too, you shouldn't have too many problems out here should you I think if you're in London it's more of a problem because it's too yeah too short a scale of operation isn't it yeah. people could pop along a few miles down and that's it, you know, ban from Tottenham or Arsenal yeah. and go to a non-league game, have too much to drink and cause the trouble that yeah. they usually cause at other places. But but no, here, we, we generally get no, no, no trouble that I can really speak of. Yeah. It's just a friendly family place. Yeah. So it's sometimes pretty... language is a bit... <laughs> well, the language... It's football. It's football. Yeah, I mean, the language could go back on it. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> Um, well, we've had a few points in here in the clubhouse today, and it's been brilliant. Just we've, a few. Just a few. Only a few. <laughs> only a few. With you, Peter, with your uh, co-commentator, James, who's kitted up in all sorts of, uh, I don't know what you would call it, winter wear, I suppose. It's more than winter wear, isn't it? He's a Charlton fan. Who's, who? You're, you're a Forest fan. He's a Charlton fan. You're both adapted to the way of the, of the Rebel. <laughs> and we we're trying to get his attention while we're talking to see if we get him over. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. But um, either way round, all I can say is oh, it's been a brilliant experience. I've loved coming down to Worthing. And now let's hear from your co-commentator, James. Let's get him on the airwaves. James, we're doing the podcast for the Brian Rock podcast. Uh, any any further go. words? <laughs> He's running away. <laughs> Peter's running away. <laughs> What's James, James, <laughs> state your surname for the record, Easton. sir. Easton. James Easton. Welcome to it, Jameson. And uh, you've been doing co-commentary for the, uh, the yeah. Rebel, Rebel Yell yeah, Live. I have, yeah. For how long? Uh, since we launched. When was it? 22 years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, literally the other day. Ago. It was our birthday two years ago, yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's been escalating exponentially, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. We've been, we, we were sort of touching 2030. Now it's touching... 100, 150 sometimes at away games. Yeah. So like today wasn't that many because home game, everyone's here. But yeah, yeah. so it's good yeah. to see, yeah. How have you found it? It's been great, isn't it? I mean, I'm coming down, it's a great experience. Yeah, we, we love doing it. We do it, like, obviously, it's, it's changed our match day experience because... Um, Obviously, we can't be behind the goal shouting and swearing, so we're now in, we're now behind the mic. I've got to be a bit I've got to be a bit professional from time to time. I, I, he, he tries to wind my neck in, but like Peter's stereo, by the yeah, way. Yeah, no, just for reference, it's, 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 it's often uh, yeah, it's, it's quite hard to like sort of try and take that from outside being behind the goal yeah. to being behind the microphone. But we enjoy it. We do the podcast as well, as you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just we sort of just enjoy doing it for the club. So, yeah. so I've loved it. I've, I've discovered this. It's my hometown club. I've come back to it, have a look, see what's going on. Yeah. Things have obviously moved on. And I've looked into matters. I've found you guys online doing your stuff. 
It's been brilliant. I've absolutely, it's captured the imagination. I love it. I think it's brilliant. No, it's really good because it's something the club didn't have and they don't really have it non-league at many clubs. They do sometimes have the radio, but a lot of the clubs in our league don't have it. But then we moved on to doing a podcast, which was nominated for an award, which was an amazing achievement. I've only been doing the podcast for about Whoa, a year. really? Yeah, it was the um, football, right? football, football, content, football content awards. We got into the final. Um, Pete and Spencer over there went up to it, got very drunk on my behalf, I think, but we came away with... <laughs> The wooden spoon. <laughs> I might have won the Football Incontinence Award, so I might have been a thing for that. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but we enjoy doing it. As I said, it's a, it's a different match day experience for us, but um, hopefully we can document what's going to be hopefully a very successful season. Yeah. Um, but you should have been a good luck charm, so because you're up there, if you, it's because you walked away that equalised at the end. If you'd stayed up there, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. it would have gone away. It was one one because he's a Brian. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, but um, just no, for, it was a shame. Just in me. case this doesn't come across, I was up there in the commentary area having a quick word with you guys for your for your uh, broadcast when Worthing scored. And I walked away, and it ended up one all. Yeah, and Jasper, Jasper, you saw Jasper's amazing goal, and it's just a shame that that one, that one right at the end, just it felt like a loss. As we say, we've got to get over. It. We need, to, we need a point to point. But I mean, the way it happened, if it'd been like seventy minutes or something like that, then it'd been fine. But we're points yeah. to point, and we'll move on to Tuesday against uh, Folkestone, and then hopefully. Massive. Yes, <laughs> on, the, on that matter, massive game. Folkestone, obviously a big side, and I've got to pick you up on this. I know everyone has mercilessly taken the piss out of you over it, but can you just say once more, who are we playing on Tuesday? Yeah, Folkestone, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Folkestone or Folkestone? Folkestone. But it's like, I say it's Iceland Folkestone, as well. Folkestone. It is Folkestone. It's yeah, Folkestone, yeah. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, give him, don't give him any more things. Folkestone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Folkestone. Yeah. It's definitely Sadly, I might not be there Tuesday, so I can't get ripped anymore for it. So, yeah. It's like... I've been listening to the podcast. So it's been making me cringe, laugh, all sorts. Yeah. It's yeah, been brilliant. Exactly. Right. Yeah, Seriously, another, yeah. don't change shapes. No, I won't. No, I won't. I don't think I can change for you. It's too, 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 too long like this. His wife's been trying for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She tried. She's she not done very well. The only, the only thing I'll say in addition to this is my co-podcast uh, guy is Peter. He's, uh, he's from Finchley. Yeah, well, they're, they're all annoying they have to be Peters, don't they? Because the Peters are so I know, Peters are annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, so saying. Yeah. I called him a narcissist earlier. <laughs> he called it his commentary area. <laughs> Despite the fact it was by our sponsors and our support association, he called it his commentary area. So I, I pulled him up on that, but you know. You was going to call him really. Pete's Pulpit to begin with. That was your idea. Pete's Pulpit? Yeah, it, it, it's Pete's Pulpit. Pete's pulpit. Yeah, Seriously? Pulpit. You put that up. Hey, Spencer, wasn't it Pete's idea to call it Pete's Pulpit? <laughs> He's ignoring us. Spencer. But that's a sensible move. It's a sensible move. Wasn't it Pete's idea to call it his own commentary area, Pete's Pulpit? It was his idea. Yeah. It was. He's so full of himself. <laughs> See, he's now he's now working backwards. He's going to mug himself off he's now. He's backtracking. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, my co-host yeah. is uh, he's, he's he's a Brighton fan, whose dad is from Brighton. He was brought up in Finchley. He's now moved down to Charlton. Yeah. So his second team is Charlton. I should have gone and watched them today. One two 0 would have been yeah, happier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll, no, maybe, no, no, we'll maybe have a bit. beer over that later. Yeah. Anyway, James, it's been a pleasure to get yeah. you on the podcast. Yeah, thank you, mate. Peter, Cheers. we've had you on before on Zoom. It's great to see you in person has, mate, and yeah. to get you back on the podcast. Pleasure's all mine. Let's yeah. do it all again. Yeah, and anytime. I know it's a draw today, but up the Rebels, up the Albion. Yeah. It's all good, isn't maybe, it? Maybe 
you'll come to the um, end of season championship promotion party. Oh yeah, I'm there. there. It, yeah. I'm there. And if Brighton are playing sod them, come see a decent oh, club screw on the that shit. But not if you're playing because you'll be in your Brighton one one He's got his stag do on the penultimate week of the uh, Premier League season. All right. And uh, apparently it's a cup final weekend as well. So there's so many reasons I might have to say up yours. Yeah, there we go. To my co-commentator. There we go, that's it, mate. That's good stuff. Thanks, mate. Cheers, all the best. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, thank you. Right, so Peter, it's go. It goes. Uh, what, <laughs> what time into the evening are we now? Uh, eight o'clock. Oh, rather, rather late, really. To be honest, we've talked about several items. Let's talk about the game today. So Worthing, Hornchurch, we thought maybe a win for the home boys, but ended up with a wild draw. Uh, quick, quick take on the game. A draw is pretty fair result in the end. It was a very late equaliser for Hornchurch, which was quite frustrating and disappointing. But um, yeah, in in the end, probably a fair result for what happened over the over ninety minutes. Do you see Worthing going up this year? I have not compared them to any other team in the division. I can't really say, but yeah, I think, I'll take that as I think yes. given the given the form <laughs> they've had over the last two and a half years, like, I think you know you deserve to go up, and I really hope they do. Yeah. Um, but I, it's hard to say. I've obviously not seen the uh, the other contenders for the top. Yeah. I thought they, I thought today yeah. was a quite a bit, yeah quite attritional at times and but it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't like I think defensively both were quite good and it was a, yeah a struggle for either. But yeah, I think but a point wasn't a bad result. It's just that it's disappointing when you kind of like lose two points at the end like that. Yeah, I think it's one of those games where you feel like you should have got more. You'll take less. I think, I think it's one of those, isn't it? I think, yeah, one of those where you kind of look at it immediately after and go, like, we lost two points. But you look at it, back at it, and think, well, actually, a point wasn't a bad result. From yeah, yeah. The Church were in good form. They look quite decent. Great, great experience, wasn't it? It's great. Yeah, I, loved, yeah, I had a really good time there. It's, it's been a really good day, and I'm definitely not really pissed, just say. <laughs> well, we've, we've not had about ten points at all, have we? Absolutely not. Could you imagine how bad it would have got if we'd had that many? Yeah, we definitely had one. Good job, we are so professional. We had that one drink at, uh, you know, just we got into yeah, the pub. Yeah, just the one, just the And one. then we left after that, we didn't have any more drinks. <laughs> we now in a kind of like, you know, non-alcoholic pub. Right, well, let's let's go into rant mode, shall we? So, ticket, I don't do that very easily. Ticket cock-ups. I was say, but I mean, fucking old Leeds, you can't do anything right. You can't even beat Newcastle. <laughs> Bloody Leeds. Like, oh, kind of, God. They can't get anything right. Oh, God. Hold on. What do I say to that? What do I... What do I say? What do I say? Well, while I'm thinking... While I'm thinking about it, um, uh, ticket cock-ups. Spurs game. Away. Yeah. The cup. So, we were offered 9,000 and whatever number. We accepted 5,700 and we said on the website, yeah. maybe we'll get more. But they didn't say that. They said they got up to 9,000. They didn't mention 5,700. Yeah. So, there's been several moments where they should have stated the actual 
overall figure. Yeah, I, I don't have an issue with them choosing five or seven runs. I think they're wrong. But if they did that, and they didn't want to... They just seemed saving money for something ridiculous. I mean, the amount of money they'd have saved, for considering the money they make, is ridiculous. But they if they did that, sooner, they, they should have been clear about it, because a lot of people kept it. They should never have left it open to all syndicals at the same time as well. No. If, they, I mean, if, you're, so, if you've so got 20,000 syndicals... So many people were interested, weren't they, in yeah. tickets. They shouldn't and have, they held off yeah. on the basis of... Yeah. The five thousand seven hundred. But, but also, if, if you're up. having if you're having the same number, you get, well, you could you could you couldn't actually get for a league game. But if you technically could get ten percent for a league game, that it would be, then you wouldn't. Yeah, if if it makes no sense to, then kind of like, yeah, kind of to 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 let it open to everyone. They should have opened it to the first five thousand seven hundred, which they do for the league games, and then dropped it down from there. And it's. One, it's probably going to have a number of different problems from the club recently and they do feel like they're drifting away from the fan base and it's, it's sad because they, they seem to care less and less about the fan base and more and more about like money and they've had a few away games so they've not mm. taken up their full location recently when actually I think we would have sold more Liverpool though was one and, mm. um, and it's it's for the money they're just sort of trying mm. to save the penny but actually in the long term losing the pound because the fans won't be able to you know, non-season won't be able to go what is the point of that membership if you're not going to sell season, if you're not going to sell tickets to it ever you know, with that membership that isn't season ticket holders what is the point of it because you're never going to get a ticket on that membership because they're not going to buy enough tickets to actually get you alone if they don't think you're going to, like, people are going to turn up they're not going to buy enough tickets what's the point yeah I mean I think why would you buy that membership it doesn't have any benefit to you and it, it, it's the club I do I like Paul Barber generally and obviously we've had him on the show and he's, he, I genuinely think he's quite a good decent bloke but he does seem to be him and the club do seem to be moving down very much a, a party line of like we're trying to make every single penny we can rather than actually the fans who are you know, kind of like, you know, for the, for the sake of a very small investment would have been, we'll probably sell out of them anyway that night. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, the, the issue here is we've been given 5-7 for definite and we've, we've said yes to that, we've said no to the rest and the issue now is that Spurs are trying to sell on the open market to fans who have no booking history but have some kind of connection to the club. So we're talking small, small scale, aren't we? Yeah. Um, and you think, well, if you were offering to the Albion over a longer period of time the 9,000 tickets, wouldn't it have been bad? Yeah, I, I just think the whole thing's... And I, I get that they had all the reasons. It's like, I get that, but... It's a cup tie at Tottenham, even though we're in the Premier League now. Yeah. It's a cup tie, it's a decent game. People will drive, you want to do this or that. And I, and I was just thinking, like, I actually do think we'd have probably sold out 9,000 or got close and they'd just like pay. Yeah. yeah. I think the rule that you have to pay for the allocation anyway is ridiculous. I think that they think teams should be allowed to, to like work out their allocation and then, you know, kind of, well, should be given their allocation. And if they don't sell them, they should just, you know, they sell them by the areas, yeah. then. That's fine. It's like they'll deal with it. They shouldn't be having to pay for it. It's like you're allocate, you're allowed your allocation. That should be a thing. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think I think the issue here is that um, they've got a number of tickets they know they can sell. Well, there's they can't sell. Of, there's, well, there's a number of tickets well, they, they know sell. they can't sell. And this is the thing: we've got a load of people that would definitely take up. And they're now going to go into Tottenham. End. Yeah. So it's actually working against health and safety and all the pro- all the sort of things yeah. that they work. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what I've done, so I went in, in Towson and uh, in my, like, 
15, 20 years ago almost, we got because of the, the unfair system where it was all done by for the Tottenham away game in the cup, it was all done by random ticketing by post rather than actually done by fair system. Yeah, whereby you, if you went to more games, you got more chance for ticket. I, I missed out on top tickets because we were in London and we had less chance of getting tickets by post. So I, I, along with a lot of Brighton fans, was in a Tottenham end of that Tottenham Cup tie in 2003, four, whatever it was. And it, literally everyone went up for that goal in our area. Literally the whole of that area went up. Hmm. And, you know, everyone went up for it. And it was, it, the whole of that section was a Brighton, were Brighton fans because it was like basically done so people who had no interest in the club at all they had no kind of support but fans of the day out of Tottenham away got tickets over me and my family who my dad and I and my, had team tickets my brother came a lot you know so it, it wasn't fair then either in fairness it's like, yeah and I mean the people going on the tickets are now available the no, no history you've just got to sign up you've got to maybe pay a membership whatever it is however you don't have to have a history and now you can be a Tottenham fan going to the game and I'm thinking well if you're next to somebody who's got that it just it doesn't it just rankles really badly with me I think no I agree and I think yeah. it, I think they've the club have sold the away fans down too short recently a few times because they've done it a few times where they've given like 2,000 rather than 3,000 that sort of thing and it's just not great it's, it, it suggests that they don't have any faith and of all the fans who should have faith in the away fans should be the ones they have faith in because the away fans are the ones who are the loyal ones frankly yeah I mean the, the other thing is the North London derby uh, a week or two ago was postponed on the basis of players being unavailable uh, really? really is that really a thing are they audaciously absolutely daring daring to propose that notion because to me these clubs have abundances of wealth way beyond our means and they're complaining they don't have the squad and also a lot of fans support them during lockdown support them support the club during the whole kind of like terrible times in the 90s and 2000s and it feels like the club are now kind of like punishing fans in a way and it and it's and it's quite annoying and I've, I'm a bit fed up with it now it's yeah. I, I back Paul Barber generally I think he, on a whole he does a good job but he does feel like he's starting to move towards a point where he's like I'll charge fans for everything and it's like Paul well yeah yeah it does turn away doesn't it yeah yeah you know, um, I, I gave some of my money for the end of the season ticket from the end of the season that we, I thought was like the only one we were not going to see. To, to, I, I left like a bit of that, some of that money with the club, on the basis that I thought, well, like, they needed that. To, you know, they, they were expecting some money, so they got it, and then they, I've got nothing back to them. I don't think it doesn't feel like I've got anything back from them. They all they've done is try to rip me off every way they can, and it does start to feel a bit. You know, the same with like the kind of the, we've talked about ticketing thing and that sort of stuff. It's frustrating because. Uh, you know, I I probably could find somebody who wants to go to a game or something like that. I could find sort of, like, me and my dad going. Yeah. But I don't want to pay £25 for them to do that. And all the and hassle, I don't want my dad, the stress, I don't, I don't want them to pay £20 either. You know, if they want to give me 10 quid, great, or 15 quid. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't, And I'll even register them online, fine. But I don't want them to have to pay like 20 quid a minute to pay 25 quid to do the privilege. So literally my seat has, has probably been unsat in like half the games I've because I've not been to a lot of games. Whereas other times I'd try and like find some way of doing something with it, or so it's um, like, well, I've, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm just not that bothered anymore. It's like, why? I'm just going to leave it unsatin because the, you know, I can't be asked to put the effort in. I'm not going to get anything out of it, and the club just are being dickheads. 
Um, yeah, I can't argue with any of that because I think you're right. All of those elements. And if they got, even if they suited. hadn't paid anything to the club for that, anyone else, they'd have got people going to the club, going to the games, maybe kind of going more often, maybe kind of like eating and drinking at the very least at the game, you know. Yeah, been stuff I mean, happening. And look at today. We've we've gone to Worthing, the Worthing game, and um, I've I've got no idea about their stats and everything else. But they came to a pub. They they know there's a connection with. Okay, fine. They've maybe got no connections with them financially. Fine. So, that is what it is. Then we go to the game. And we spend... How much we spend? We must have spent about 100 quid on beers today. In the bar. After the game. During after. And after for me. Yeah, ma- mainly after, yeah. <laughs> but And we're happy to do so. However... How much more, if you knew that was going to a club you loved, how yeah. much more would you spend? And I think, I think the thing is, I, to be honest, I, I actually would be tempted next season to get my season ticket if it wasn't for the away points. Mm. So, so if it wasn't for the fact that I literally would not get tickets to any away game, mm. I would, I would be kind of what for for the album. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because I don't, I'm not sure next season it'll be worth it as well because I've got other stuff on and that sort of thing. So I, I think I probably would almost give it up, but if it, it's only the fact that I literally could not go to any away game I wanted to. Yeah. No. It'd only be like Burnley and Newcastle and that sort of thing, but I could get to, probably. Sounds stylish, Peter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I think it's. I mean, I th- it's not like bad value, but it's not. It comes less good value when you can't go to. Obviously, living in London, it's like becomes harder. As you, so, as you get so, married and like kind of yeah. have family and that sort of thing. I mean, the, have like, well, like, not a family, but the, have, a, have a kind of like a dog, basically. Well, these that, are, that becomes a lot harder when you're like one of you sort of had to be around for the dog and one of you sort of do this. It's like, so I, I probably would be considering giving up to get if it wasn't for the fact that. Yeah. I mean, these issues have come up. So, what are we talking about here in terms of giving up the album? What would actually tip it for you? I don't think I'd ever give up the Albion, I think, unless it was obviously a Saudi takeover, that sort of thing. But if the current ownership, I don't think I'd give it up. But if I could do it, I'd probably pick and choose the away games to go to the odd home game. It would be my choice. Go to London, ah. London away games and some of the some of the more interesting ones other than that as well. And yeah. go to like a few home games. Home games are not that convenient for me, to be honest, coming from London. Same for you as well, I imagine. Yeah. They, they're not that easy. Away games are not any more easy, but they're still, they're more interesting in a way. You get better fans yeah. around you, you know, kind of like you get a much more, better, better atmosphere. Things are actually a lot easier, a lot, mm. a lot more fun. You get different places as well, you know. And I don't actually see, ever see Brighton at a home game or Lewis much even then. So I, I think what would turn me is if... Yeah, I think if, if I think the, the only thing that probably should tell me is if they took, got taken over by someone who was in our suit, like a Saudi. You no, know, if he got if he got sports washing, then I would probably turn away against the club. Well, so but I think as long overall, as I as long as the current system is in place, I probably got a season ticket because I'll go to enough home games to make the away game bonus worthwhile. But I don't go to that. I mean, it was the first Premier League season. I went to every single league game, and I've not even got close. I mean, I think I'll probably probably go well to go half this season. So I'm yeah. not really going. You know, things like, it's like even things like Arsenal away, I'm not can't go to now because apparently I have to go and like justify I'm getting married and that sort of thing to a <laughs> church person. <laughs> yes, rather than going to, to the to the Emirates, I'm going to like Bridgend Church <laughs> wherever to like kind of 
tell the kind of like do a, a marriage group or something like that before I get married. It's like, yeah, not happy about that. Well, I've got, I've got to say, Peter, that I, I agree with everything you said. I think on the contours and contexts side of things, I think we've, we've just got to go with the flow. It is what it is. But overall, I think you're right on the money. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Well, Peter, here, here indeed we do go. So, we've been chatting about various issues. Uh, your quick take on Worthing today? I've had a very good day. Yeah, enjoyed it? Yeah, I've, I've had a very good time and I... I can't have any, I don't have any complaints, to be honest, about... Uh, well, apparently we're a four-minute walk from the station now as well, which is nice. Because <laughs> I'm trying to work out how, how we're going to get back to the station. How quickly yeah. things change. Um, the stand is good, isn't it? Very good. Yeah, I, I, it was a really good... It really, I think it felt like a quite attritional game, but I think that's probably because it was, but because the defences were quite good. So there was a lot of good, solid defending. and So I, yeah, I was quite impressed generally, and I think that, you know... I think if we can go up, they'll probably do okay. Having seen games for South quite regularly, or National League South Citizens now, yeah. um, I've shown my age there. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> call it a conference. Um, it, it, they probably will do okay there as well with a solid defence and decent. They got some decent players, and uh, we didn't see uh, didn't see Tiny Cox today. We didn't know. We didn't see Tiny Cox at all. Uh, Sadly, he's on the bench. He wasn't the sort of player you probably bring on to uh, hold on to a one 0 lead until late on. You don't want to bring Cox on for no apparent reason. Definitely. Or Cox out. <laughs> don't want to get your Cox out for no particular reason. It's almost as if we wanted to make these jokes. Surely not. No, sort of. that's not true. Yeah, anyway, we, no. we, it's been forced on us. <laughs> but we've, we've had a great day, haven't we? A we good have, day yeah. Of football. I'm very glad we finally managed to make it, you know. It's yeah, like, and we finally met Peter, Peter Vale, yeah. and his, his cohort, James. I, fa- I finally met Andy Bass, who obviously has been on the pod for a yeah, few times, yeah, but we had him a few never actually met in times. person. Not in person, yeah, yeah. What a lovely guy yeah. Andy Bass is. To use Andy Bass, we used to lose, yeah. And overall... Although he has buggered off and left us on our own. He has, yeah. he's abandoned us in Worthing. He's, because now, he's got to go to like some shitty place called Leicester tomorrow. I know, I know. And now, here we are, left, struggling, drinking on our own, Peter. It's a tough at, life. At 9.30. 8.30. 8.30. The smallest yeah. in the world is playing a song <laughs> just for us. And so ended this non-league special from Saturday, where Peter and I, amongst others, went along to watch a game between Worthing and Hornchurch that finished one all and was... Yeah, entertaining, a good day out, enjoyed ourselves and we managed to make it home safely. Uh, one all, of course, is a familiar scoreline to Albion fans. So lo and behold, guess what happened the next day when we tuned in to find out how Albion were doing at Leicester. Of course there was a late equaliser, of course it was a one all draw and of course it was another game unbeaten for the Albion on the road. Yes, you've guessed it, one all yet again. Anyway, we will be doing a separate review episode related to that match later this midweek so stay tuned for that but until then stand or fall up the Albion Sports Social Podcast Network 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.